then that marks how we talk about others with whom we have disagreements of opinion around, with whom we might disagree with um, politically, but that the yeah, the allegiance and the focus on following the way of Jesus is first and foremost, and everything else is secondary to that. It's when we get those things out of order that the difficulty comes. You're listening to the RVCC Podcast, sharing stories and real conversations that inspire next steps and life change. Hey, everyone, and welcome back here to the RBCC podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our online ministry that we have here at Rainy View Christian Church. My name is Crystal, and I'm going to be co-hosted here today with my friend Jeff, who's across from me. Jeff, if you want to introduce yourself really fast. Hey, guys, my name is Jeff. I lead out at our Graham campus. I'm part of our teaching team, and we're excited to look at, uh, yeah, a little bit of history together today. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so uh, if you have never listened before, again, yeah, my name is Crystal, and I, I head up our digital ministry here at Rainier View Christian Church. And if you have not been aware or, or of anything that's going on, this is going to be where we're kicking off this series in our podcast right in alignment with what's going on right now with our, our all-church initiative of All In. And it is a discipleship initiative with an emphasis on generosity. And so we've been having our audio sermons that are going to be playing here. So these next few weeks, these are going to kind of go in tandem with that, which is kind of cool. But originally we had had in our sermon series and through this booklet that we are all following as small groups and as a church together, which if you want to see this booklet, learn more about this initiative, see some of the lessons, you can actually head out to our website right now that's available all in rbcc.com and you can grab it there if you're listening um, just around the 2023 spring, summer, and all the way into 2025 era. (laughs) which that's a lot of long time span, but that's where you can grab that booklet. But originally we had had these historical figures that we were going to talk around and our teaching team was going to be using as examples of some of the different themes that we have going on in the series throughout the, throughout the next few, few weeks here. And unfortunately just with time and all of the above, the historical figures just could not make it into the series, but we didn't want to leave them um, just hanging (laughs) out there because this was a really well done, put together thing that, that our teaching team did to incorporate. And so we thought, well, you know, the podcast is the perfect place for some of this cutting room floor material. So today on week one around unity, uh, Jeff was originally going to be talking a little bit more about Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, but yeah, so here we are and we're going to be using, like we said, the podcast here to talk a little bit more about that. So Jeff, I'm going to give it to you to explain yeah. who this person is and yeah, a little bit more about Dietrich. Yeah, yeah. And again, just uh, I think sometimes it's helpful to see examples of our faith or even examples in any area, right, in history. Mm-hmm. And so the the example of Dietrich Bonhoeffer to me really spoke of this value of unity. And mm-hmm. so I think the way that he lived his life uh, really exemplifies what it means to be united all in together. So I'm going to share a little bit, a little very, very brief synopsis of who he is and his life and what he accomplished. Hmm. Um, but he was uh, a theologian, a pastor, in particular in the era of the 1930s, 1940s in Germany, uh, and so was was around this rise of Adolf Hitler. And so some of the background to how some churches, state-sponsored churches, talked about Hitler. This was some of the things that they would have said. The time is fulfilled for the German people of Hitler. It is because of Hitler 
that Christ, God the Helper and Redeemer, has become effective among us. Hitler is the way of the Spirit and the will of God for the German people to enter the Church of Christ. So spoke German pastor Hermann Gruner. Another pastor put it more succinctly, Christ has come to us through Adolf Hitler. If you can't see it, I'm like hitting my head against the wall right now. But anyway, yeah, keep going, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is the background in which uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is a pastor and a theologian and a leader in the church. Mm. Um, and so, how could this be? How could this be? We would, you know, we we're like, how is this possible? Yeah, right. Well, so despondent had the German people uh, become after the defeat of World War One and the subsequent economic depression that the charismatic Hitler appeared to be the nation's answer to prayer, at least to most Germans. One exception was the theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer. During these years, Hitler rose in power, becoming chancellor of Germany in January 1933 and president a year and a half later. Hitler's anti-Semitic rhetoric and actions intensified, as did his opposition, which included the, the likes of theologian Karl Barth, pastor Martin Niemöller, and the young Bonhoeffer. Together with other pastors and theologians, they organized the Confessing Church, which announced publicly in its Barman Declaration in 1934 its allegiance first and only to Jesus Christ. In it, things were written such as, We repudiate the false teaching that the church can and must recognize yet other happenings and powers, personalities, and truths as divine revelation alongside this one word of God. In essence, saying Jesus and Jesus alone is supreme and the word of God. Now, Bonhoeffer had gone to America to become a guest lecturer, but he couldn't shake a feeling of responsibility for his country. Within months of his arrival, he wrote theologian Reinhold Niebuhr, I've made a mistake in coming to America. I must live through this difficult period in our national history with the Christian people of Germany. I will have no right to participate in the reconstruction of Christian life in Germany after the war if I do not share the trials of this time with my people. Bonhoeffer, though privy to various plots on Hitler's life, was never at the center of the plans. Eventually, his resistance efforts, mainly his role in rescuing Jews, was discovered. On an April afternoon in 1943, two men arrived in a black Mercedes, put Bonhoeffer in the car, and drove him to Tegel prison. Eventually, Bonhoeffer was transferred from Tegel to Buchenwald, and, there the and from there, the extermination camp at Flossenburg. On April 9, 1945, one month before Germany surrendered, he was hanged with six other resistors. A decade later, a camp doctor who witnessed Bonhoeffer's hanging described the scene. The prisoners were taken from their cells, and the verdicts of the court-martial read out to them. Through the half-open door in one room of the huts, I saw Pastor Bonhoeffer, before taking off his prison garb, kneeling on the floor and praying fervently to his God. I was most deeply moved by the way this lovable man prayed, so devout and so certain that God heard his prayer. At the place of execution, he again said a prayer and then climbed the steps to the gallows, brave and composed. His death ensued in a few seconds. In the almost 50 years that I've worked as a doctor, I've hardly ever seen a man die so entirely submissive to the will of God. Mm. Man. And so there's obviously much, much more that could be spoken of this example of uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but that gives us a picture of this value of unity that that he embodied, and I think we can uh, be not only inspired by, but learn a lot by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's really good. And yeah, as it's 
it's it's funny when I when I hear these things, it's not really funny, but I just kind of, I, for lack of a better term, it's like an uncomfortableness that I feel mm-hmm. a lot when I hear these things, um, especially because so um, I don't know if I can't remember if I've ever talked about it here on the podcast, but my grandmother was from Munich, Germany. Mm-hmm. And so she endured a lot of what was going on with Hitler. And she was actually one of those people that did not agree with Hitler or mm-hmm. his reign mm-hmm. um, and saw through it and tried to actually she worked at the commissary. So she would try to sneak rations to mm-hmm. some of the people that needed help. Um, and there was a whole thing of like, you don't tell me my name. I don't tell you yours. Cause at the mm-hmm. time she was Catholic. She did. Um, eventually she became, I'm a devout Baptist Christian, but, uh, was, but at the same time, it was the whole thing of like being Catholic. It was, if she was caught, she didn't want to have to lie before mm-hmm. entering into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> if they asked and interrogated her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I read these things and it's just like, for me personally, it just makes me kind of physically ill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in some aspects, of things and I can't even imagine being in that that desire for for unity in a moment of crisis like that like mm-hmm. that is just absolutely incredible so um yeah I just for me I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper we have the question of like how does this historical figure relate to the subject of unity and if you've got some thoughts around that Jeff mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear that so what that means yeah. for us too yeah yeah, I mean, you know, I think the most striking thing is that uh, Bonhoeffer was safe yeah. in America, mm-hmm. and he could have had a very comfortable life. Um, he could have been a very respectable pastor, teacher at a seminary, and still would have been valued uh, for his contribution maybe to the church. He could have been outspoken against Hitler from the States, mm-hmm. but he chose to return, and I, I just— it's it's so humbling to think about that willingness, that choice to be there with his people mm-hmm. and to be part of that confessing church movement that stood against this, again, state-sponsored marriage of religion and political power mm-hmm. in, in the, the Nazi Third Reich regime. Uh, and so to to just willingly enter into that. Um, and so yeah. I think, you know, two of his key writings, if you're interested in just learning more, um, are, are the book Life Together mm-hmm. and then the other one, The Cost of Discipleship. Mm. Um, if you want a big old long book about his life, uh, Eric Metaxas has written Bonhoeffer, Pastor, Martyr, Prophet, Spy. And uh, yeah, but I just think that the simplicity of that decision to just be with um, and so it it really puts into context the things that we break fellowship over in our consumer mm. Christianity context, mm-hmm. the things that rise to the level of, oh, I can't go to church here anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I just can't find a place to belong. Yeah. Oh, and it's just, it was, it was convicting for me how much even I have made you know, being a pastor, mm-hmm. you know, so often about myself, right? And, you know, not in extreme ways, but even in the small ways and just being really challenged by this example of, yeah, Bonhoeffer certainly knew the likely outcome of returning to Germany, and yet he goes anyways. And so I just think it's a powerful reminder to all of us um, to, that that we do need to count the cost, but our cost is likely significantly less than what somebody like a Bonhoeffer willingly endured and and submitted to. And so how much more so can we 
submit ourselves to being united as yeah. as you know church family and and being all in and being committed to one another. Um, so mm-hmm. those are just some uh, some of my thoughts, and I yeah. just think is a really um, yeah encouraging encouraging figure from Christian history. And and I do think that you know sometimes there's the second thing for me is the 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 general sense of of many who are outside of actively participating in a church, whether they're de-churched mm-hmm. or whether they're just completely unchurched, mm-hmm. that somehow the sense that that Christians have only sought to wed themselves to political power. Mm-hmm. Christians have behaved badly that that somehow marks the majority of Christian history. Yeah. And just that the, the true picture of the church, the true representation of what it looks like to live out, um, you know, the way of Jesus has always been present. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just what what story do we want to focus on, and and sometimes the things that that get claimed even today in the name of Christianity really is is done in the name of what I, I I've referred to in the past as Christendom, <laughs> and that we just have to do the work to untangle those two things, yeah. and you can find examples of both. Yeah. Um, no matter what, no matter what period, no matter what culture, no matter what context. Um, and so, yeah, we just need to, we need to recognize that both are always present mm-hmm. and that we all have a part to play in shaping um, that expression yeah. for, for good or for bad. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I was, I was kind of hoping you were going to go in that direction a little bit <laughs> um, because I think that's the biggest thing is, is it's, it's funny in our political wor- world, Hitler seems to be, and what happened in Nazi Germany seems to be like the number one. I feel like historical piece that people tend to lean into when it comes to politics. Like mm-hmm. they'll say this person is like Hitler. Well, no, this person's like Hitler. Like I think every single president <laughs> right. of the United States has always been related to Hitler in some way. Right. Somebody, um, somebody draws a parallel some way, somehow. <laughs> some yeah. way. Yeah. And so, and it's one of those things, but really in, in my personal opinion, and I might be throwing a bomb into this conversation a little bit, but is I feel like more so than just political power, I think the scariest thing that is currently happening in our country as we speak, is the church relying on politics as like God's will. Mm -hmm. And so like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's God's will for us to have this candidate. It's God's will for our church to like overrun. And it's that I've used it before as a description of like, it's that crusader mentality Mm -hmm. of like the church having to come in and make the like, you know, the difference. And okay, to the heart of that, Sure, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the crusader mentality of like we have to come into the public schools and we have to like rip apart everything and bring the Bible in by force mm-hmm. is not, yeah. And that's just one example is mm-hmm. you know public schools and how we treat that. So um, just to wrap up, you know, I know we're trying to kind of keep these podcasts moving over the course of the next few weeks, but to wrap up, um, I feel like it is a little bit of a scary time as we do, as we are leaning closer into specifically here in the United States, we are leaning closer into the next presidential election. Mm -hmm. It's coming. Mm -hmm. Things are about to be heated again. Mm -hmm. I'm positive. (laughs) I'm sure the temperature is rising as we speak in our country again. Um, What do you think is the call of us as Christians as the church body I know you just explained it a little bit, mm-hmm. but just like I want like a tangible, like just mic drop answer <laughs> towards the end here of how we need to be reacting in order to understand that it is not us as the church to stand behind who's currently sitting in the White House, but to like be mm-hmm. a different sort of 
people who mm -hmm. are upside down mm -hmm. kingdom related mm -hmm. in Jesus as king. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would just simply say, be like Bonhoeffer. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you know, in investing in really being the people of God and really allowing Scripture mm -hmm. and our community around Scripture to dictate how we carry ourselves mm. in the culture. Um, and that anytime our hope for change in our world, the hope is more greatly placed on any human individual rather than God himself as he's been revealed in the personal work of Jesus, mm -hmm. then we are going to not only be disappointed, um, but we can find ourselves in a very scary place of ensconcing any individual as it's the will of God for this individual to, to be here in this moment. Um, that is, that's a zone that we need to stay out of. Mm. Um, and because, um, it's kind of the same, like, you know, sometimes Christians do this thing where they, they hold up a celebrity, like as this, like, look at so-and-so became a Christian. Isn't this awesome? And then two years later, it's like completely blows up in your face <laughs> because then that, that celebrity goes on to do something dumb. Yeah. Um, right. And so it's like, that's maybe a, a little bit more, more lighthearted, a little bit more easy of an example to just say, our hope is not in in a man mm -hmm. or even a any sort of human movement ultimately mm -hmm. as as followers of Jesus if you're following Jesus if you're not then yeah your hope is in something else but if we know that our faith has t told us that like the stone has been rolled away death has been defeated mm -hmm. the resurrection power is the greatest power in our lives and that it transforms lives, again, not through a coercive, violent force, but transforms lives and communities through a self-sacrificing, humble servanthood, mm -hmm. then that marks how we talk about others with whom we have disagreements of opinion around, with whom we might disagree with um, politically, but that the, yeah, the allegiance and the focus on following the way of Jesus is first and foremost, and everything else is secondary to that. Yeah. It's when we get those things out of order that the difficulty comes. And and I would say there's, yes, like there's this danger of relating everything back to Hitler and Nazi Germany and that, that everything is a one-to-one -one correspondence. And that is super problematic yeah. uh, that yeah. you can't use that analogy to refer to every sin single contemporary circumstance that you don't like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is just that's that's an unhelpful uh, analogy to make if especially if you're trying to invite people into exploring the good news of Jesus. Yeah. And so I was that would that, that would be my yeah, my hope, my prayer for our people that that we would carry ourselves with that posture that that Bonhoeffer did versus a a posture of the church that was co-opted yeah. by the political third reich machine and really sought to align itself with that political power out of a self-preservation grasping for security and even maybe power and prestige. Mm -hmm. And that's just completely contrary to what Jesus does for us, right? Yep. Like he dies on a cross, a Roman cross. There's no more shameful death than that. And then he, and then he's again, 
resurrected three days later. And so this is the, this is the posture that we are called to take uh, as followers of Jesus in our world. And so I would say keep yeah. that first and foremost. And if we do that, then we'll be okay. Yeah, I think if we just hold to that, we'll be okay and we can navigate the rest. It's when we cross over and say, yeah, I hear that, but I don't care. I want to win. I hear that, but enough is enough. I'm just going to take power. And, and that that does more damage to the church than nearly anything else could. Yeah. So. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. That's good. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast on that note. Um, just because, yeah, I agree. I'm, I, that is our prayer out there for everybody is in these times that we are currently in. And I'm sure we'll continue to be in until kingdom come, quite literally, because we are all human and that's where we stand. But, um, let us, let's, let's unify together as a church on that is my, is our hope. And then, yeah, if you want to find out more information again, Jeff dropped, um, those, those books. I will actually also put those in the show notes as well. If you want to see those, if you want to learn a little bit more about Bonhoeffer. And like we said, we do believe that historical figures looking back on history and things like that is really also an important additional way. Of course, our devotionals and being in the Bible and and in the scripture is the most important thing. But then, yeah, like taking a look at some of these and how those relate uh, throughout the the history and how we can maybe pull from that as well and how we live our lives through faith. So if you want to have more information again about All In, of our All Church Initiative and what's happening here at Rainier View, you can head out to that allinrbcc.com website. You can also head out to our normal quote-unquote website at rainierview.org, and there you can find our times and locations for our services that we have. We are at RVCC Graham as well as RVCC Parkland and also online on Sundays. We would love to have you join us in for this series and live and everything else and be a part of that. Also, uh, yeah, if you haven't joined a small group, do that. Check that out. Again, all in rvcc.com. We would love to have you join into a small group as well to be diving into some of the lessons that we have over the next few weeks. Again, for myself and Jeff, thank you for being a part of the RVCC podcast. We hope to see you soon.